Hi, and welcome back. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen you. Um, we're community mental health care. Uh, my name is Miles Riley. I'm the marketing and fundraising director, and I'm here with uh, Gwen Malquit, who's the uh, behavioral health um, clinical director. Clinical director. I wrote it down, and I still forgot it. You got it. Yeah, we're not big on titles around CMH, so <laughs> we're just um, Gwen and Miles. Yeah, we're we're we work together. Um, so what we're here today, we're going to do uh, a rather quick uh, update on what's going on at CMH. We have a lot of things going on um, and a lot, a lot of new services to talk about. And then uh, we're going to move into a conversation um, about um, the differences and, and, and think there's some confusion about what the difference is between counseling, psychiatry, and psychology, uh, and what those services look like and, and what you can expect uh, if you're scheduled with one of those uh, providers. So I uh, just want to start off with a couple announcements. Um, one, we do have um, a 24-hour crisis hotline. Um, this hotline is, um, crisis is maybe a, a strange word to apply to it. Uh, it certainly is uh, there for those people who are experiencing uh, a crisis, a behavioral health crisis. Um, but it's also there for inf information as well. So if you're, um, if you're wondering what next steps um, or what uh, services are available in the community, uh, that crisis line is a great place to start, um, and they can direct you to the places or the uh, different agencies, uh, whether it's CMH or other agencies in the community, uh, that can help you out. So I'm going to give you those numbers. Um, this time we brought our cards so we wouldn't look, <laughs> so we'd remember. Um, but the Tuscross County, there's Tuscross County and Carroll County. Uh, we pr provide the service. The Tuscross County line is 330 343 1811. And in Carroll County, it's 330-627-5241. Um, and again, um, those are for uh, behavioral health crises, uh, as well as uh, a good information line and a jumping off point uh, if you do have any questions about uh, you or a loved one uh, who may be needing some services. So, um, And I'll just throw in there, Miles, yeah. uh, the, the crisis line is completely confidential. Um, and it's, it's a great place to call if it's not you that's having a problem, but maybe a loved one, family member, uh, or a friend, and you, you need some information on how to help them. So, Great. So I um, want to also talk about um, some more topical things uh, with COVID-19. Uh, we do have Community Family Health Center. That is a program of uh, community mental health care. It's located behind uh, Taco Bell off the boulevard if you uh, if you don't know where that is, uh, you'd be the only one. Um, but we are offering uh, primary care and dental services there. And uh, here with the, the onset of the pandemic, uh, we were able to offer antibody testing and nasal swab testing. And those nas nasal swab tests are a little bit different than maybe the hospital or some of the other places you've gone. Uh, these are the frontal uh, nasal uh, swabs, so a little less invasive. Um, but the antibody test will tell you if you've had uh COVID in the past, and your body has produced those antibodies, uh, and the nasal swab will tell you within 48 to 72 hours uh, if you're actively fighting that uh, virus. So um, if you have any, any questions about that, uh, you can call the health center at 330-365-1781. Also at the health center, we have a Bridges program, uh, which is a medication-assisted treatment program. Uh, for those individuals who are battling opiate or alcohol addiction. Uh, we have seen an increase during the last eight, nine months of uh, overdoses, overdose deaths, um, and, and just 
general EMS calls uh, related to uh, overdoses. So um, we're starting to see a pretty significant rise. We're working uh, the Anti-Drug Coalition, the Opiate Task Force, uh, the Adams Board, and, and other agencies in the, agent, in the uh, area are coming together and trying to figure out a new plan on how to tackle this. Um, you know, if you're wondering where uh, you can turn to to start your treatment, um, CMH or the Health Center uh, is the place to call. Uh, we can get you in uh, and start treatment and start your uh, road, to, road to recovery. So um, same numbers apply uh, for that service as well. Um, and then one more thing before we get into the, 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 the meat and potatoes of the conversation today. Um, in the middle of summer, we launched a new program. I'll show you the, the flyer here. Um, it is child and adolescent psychiatry. Um, it has been a, a, one of the major gaps of service in the community, uh, much needed service. Um, so this psych, and we'll talk a little bit more about what uh, psychiatry is versus counseling or school-based counseling. Um, this is kind of a partner to those services. Uh, this service is available to children and adolescents from four to 17 years old. Um, and basically it's, you know, we, the first bullet point, I guess you would, would bring up is medication management uh, in association with uh, whatever diagnoses uh, is, is found out. Um, some of those uh, severe or persistent behavioral health uh, issues uh, that require a medication assistant, assistant could be um, you know, grief. Um, I'm going to just read it off here. School problems, attention deficit, uh, anxiety, anger management, social, social adjustments, depression, uh, trauma, irritability, um, and even in uh, autism and autism spectrum disorders as well. So um, there's a lot that fall, falls underneath that psychiatry umbrella, uh, but that service is available at Dover, uh, at our main Dover location by Cleveland Clinic Union Hospital, uh, and also at our Carrollton location. So uh, again, I'll just throw out the number for information about that. Uh, call 330-343-6631. So those are our big announcements uh, coming in, uh, and we're going to start using this platform to make some more of those announcements of what's going on. Um, and now we're going to get into a little conversation about uh, basically uh, what's the what are the differences between uh, a counselor, a psychiatrist, and a psychologist. And I'm just going to open up to Gwen um, to just kind of lightly define what those are. Sure. So uh, a counselor uh, is what we call talk therapy. So um, that's an individual that you're going to meet with on a regular basis. You're going to identify goals that you want to work on. Uh, and you're going to uh, work with that individual to develop coping skills and, and strategies, uh, maybe how to frame things differently in your life, think about things differently. Um, so uh, there's, no, there's no prescribing of medication from a counselor. Um, a psychologist uh, could also do counseling, um, but they're uh, probably usually found in a role where they're doing some more intensive um, uh, behavioral testing, uh, things of, of that nature, psychological evaluations. Um, they also uh, will not be prescribing medication. Um, so psychiatry is what we think of when we think of that provider who's going to be prescribing medication. Um, so uh, a psychiatric provider could be uh, an MD, uh, a medical doctor, or they could be an advanced uh, practice registered nurse, uh, a nurse practitioner. 
so, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of talking, uh, meeting with a psychiatrist or a nurse practitioner uh, to determine if medication is something that's needed, if, if it's going to be beneficial. Um, but their primary uh, goal is going to be to evaluate that need for medication. Uh, so a counselor uh, and a psychiatrist are going to be working very closely together. Uh, so that talk therapy and uh, the medication management really happen uh, as, as one team. They're going to be communicating a lot. Um, and it, it might not be that the counselor and the psychiatric provider are at the same agency. Um, we have both services uh, at CMH, um, but some people choose to have a, a psychiatric provider at one agency and a counselor at another, and, and that's okay. Yeah, one of the things, <clears throat> and just with the people I know who've come through and said, you know, I met with somebody and it didn't really work out, it didn't, uh, didn't, didn't mesh with that person, um, I would say, and I almost wish I could make a big poster on the wall, but I know we have enough signs up uh, now with COVID and everything, um, but one of the things that is really important to keep in mind is if you do come in and you meet with somebody and, and you know, get the process started and you don't necessarily feel comfortable with that provider or, or maybe they don't mesh well with your personality, um, you are 100% enabled to ask for somebody else or to see somebody else. Um, just go to the front desk. There's going to be no hard feelings um, from the provider or anybody else. Um, you know, we want you to feel comfortable uh, opening up and being honest uh, and having that conversation. Um, you know, that honesty and, and being able to open up that way is the best way to find out uh, what coping skills and, and, and treatment plans are going to work for you. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, like you said, starting down that road to recovery, whether it's, uh, you know, an addiction issue or, or a behavioral health issue, that's an extremely intimate process. And for most people, uh, it's not easy to to talk about those things, to reveal those things. Um, so that relationship, that intimate relationship needs to be with somebody um, that you click with. And we're all humans. I might not click with you. You may not click with him. Most people don't click with him. But, true. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, you're in charge of your own treatment. So, yeah, you absolutely have the right and, and um, uh, you know, really the obligation to yourself to, to make sure that you're working with somebody that, that you trust. Yeah. And one of the benefits at CMH um, with counseling, with psychiatry, we're also offered, we all, we're also offer the wraparound service of having primary care and dental uh, all within the same system. So, um, you know, there are cases where uh, I'll just use anxiety for, for an example um, you know, if you have long-term chronic anxiety, uh, and this is just an example, there could be uh, cardiovascular problems that are associated with that long-term, uh, gastrointestinal problems that are part of that long-term, and your counselor isn't going to be able to help you with that, but they can direct you to uh, our primary care physicians at um, uh, the health center, and those that communication is back and forth as well. So uh, we're going toward that wraparound service where we're dealing, uh, you know, with the mind and the body as one, um, what is called a, a holistic approach. Yeah. So gotta, you got to treat it all together because it, it's all part of, it's all part of you. It's right. all part of what makes up who you are. And, and especially when you get into medications, um, you know, if there's 
that if there's communication between the psychiatrist and the, uh, the primary care uh, provider, uh, that's an important conversation because certain medications may not work and that conversation is happening on an on a individual basis. So uh, just something to keep in mind. Um, I'm going to switch into child adolescent psychiatry. Mentioned it here at the top of this uh, segment. Um, it is a, a new service that we're offering, relatively new service that we're offering. Um, and I want to get more into uh, the struggles that we're starting to see or the difficulties that we're starting to see now that we're a couple months into the school year. Um, I know uh, each school is dealing uh, with their own set of issues and their own set of fears. Um, you know, every week, uh, I think everybody's, you know, what's the, is this the week the outbreak happens? Uh, is this the week where uh, we have to put, you know, stop classroom teaching and go virtual? Um, you know, we're doing, it's just a, it's a rolling thing. Nobody really knows what's going to be happening week to week. Um, that inconsistency of being able to see kids on a day-to-day basis, um, is causing strain. And I know this anecdotally, uh, between, or at least making connections between the student and, uh, school counselors and school staff, support staff, um, can you explain a little bit more about what those difficulties look like and where, uh, where CMH and other agencies who are also providing school-based services, um, how are we trying to fill those things or what can the parents do uh, to make sure that those connections aren't getting lost um, with their providers or school-based counselors? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, first of all, I think it's important to, you know, not lose sight of the fact that, uh, you know, like he said, inconsistency, that fear of the unknown, what's going to happen tomorrow, um, you know, th- those fears and anxieties aren't unique to us as adults. Children feel those too. Um, plus, you know, I, I think sometimes children are much more in tune to us than we are into them sometimes. So uh, they're not only dealing with their own fears and anxieties, perhaps, but they're also picking up on uh, the adults' uh, fears and anxieties, those adults in their lives, whether that's, you know, their their family or, or teachers. Um so, yeah, it, it, it's definitely been a challenge, I think, to make sure that we're keeping those connections between uh, parents and children and families and, and uh, our providers at CMH. Um, we do have uh, school counselors and case managers at uh, several of the local school systems in the area, um, but not all kids are attending uh, school in, in a bricks-and-mortar setting, so... Uh, we've had to get very creative. It's a word, uh, creative and innovative. It's it, those are two words that we talk about a lot when I when I meet with uh, the child providers. How do we make these connections still? How do we not uh, let any child fall through the cracks or or let a family feel like they're unsupported? Um, so that might mean that we're doing home based services. That might mean. Uh, that we're trying something different in a school setting, uh, different types of groups. I know we're working with a, a local uh, group uh, currently to develop some programming for um, Latino, uh, Latina uh, girls um, in the area. Uh, it might mean that, uh, you know, children are being seen more in the office. So, um, you know, it's, it's really just about, you know, what, what works for that family and that child. Yeah. And I, th- don't want to neglect uh, the conversation that we have about teachers as well. Uh, they're a major player in this, and and often they're the ones uh, who start to see uh, because so many behavioral health uh, issues 
do start to present themselves in adolescence, um, that they're often, because of their interaction on a day-to-day basis and, and with the you know, constantly challenge the student, challenging the student, that they'll start to see some, some signs first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked to teachers and they, they don't really know what power they have. Um, as far as I've recognized this in the child, uh, maybe the parent isn't involved the way that they feel they should be. Um, and with that scenario, and I think it does happen quite often, uh, sadly it does happen, that the teacher can make a referral as well. Anybody can make a referral into these services. Uh, the nice thing about being uh, available on, on a school-based uh, counseling basis is that those folks are in the school. Uh, they can make a connection with that student um, and, and try to get in there and try to, uh, it's not an intervention, but at least uh, make contact with the student, kind of get an assessment of where things are. So yeah. uh, if you're a teacher or a, a guidance counselor or somebody who's working with the students on a regular basis and have a question about uh, these services, again, uh Call us or, or, or talk to your school-based counselors, um, and, and they'll help you uh, get guided in the right direction as well. Yeah, and, you know, and don't assume that, uh, you know, as a teacher, that what you might be seeing in a classroom, um, you know, the parents are seeing at home. Uh, you know, none of us are at our best when we're in a stressful situation. So, you know, maybe the home setting is, is their comfortable, safe place, but school is is. It's it's scary right now. Right. So they may be exhibiting behaviors in the in the classroom um, that they're not showing at home. So you know we don't want to assume that uh, the parents know about this. And uh, you know uh, sometimes that's the teacher's uh, burden is is to uh, you know bring those things to parents' attention and and work together. Right. Um, and I'll mention here uh, this is a recorded uh, podcast this time. We typically typically go live um, and people are able to ask us questions while we're uh, going through this. Um, so if you're watching this after the fact and have questions, feel free to reach out through us through Facebook uh, as well. Um, it's going to be either me, JJ, uh, JJ's more qualified to, to answer some of the questions, uh, me just being the marketing guy, but uh, we do, um, we are very responsive on Facebook so uh, that's a real quick, easy way to uh, contact us with some questions about getting in uh, into the, the funnel of service here. So um, I do want to mention, too, um, that our child uh, in Dover, uh, and just make that very clear, in Dover, um, our same-day appointments for psych services uh, is an active program. Uh, we are able to get people in the same day. Uh, we, we don't have those services available on Fridays, um, but we can at least get you in uh, and, and get assessments done uh, on a same-day basis. Um, and that's uh, for children, uh, and mo- but for adults really is what that program was designed for. Right. Um, that's, that's the thought I had on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, and we've said this before in, in, in different uh uh, when talking about different topics that, you know, typically by the time someone makes the decision to finally make that call to get mental health uh, treatment or addiction treatment, they've already waited probably far longer uh, than they should have. So when they do finally make that call, uh, we don't want to give you, uh, you know, 500 hoops to jump through um, and tell you, yeah, come back and see us in two months. Uh, we we want to make that, that, that connection with a provider happen like that. Yeah. And I think, 
now more than ever, and one of the, uh, I guess, the silver lining of, of this COVID cloud is we've been able to reach out to people uh, via telephone, uh, through video, and uh, in person as well. We do have safety measures set up for our not only our providers, but for those people coming into our building. Uh, all people are being screened, um, and, and we are asking a series of questions to make sure that um, – you know, our environment staying as safe as possible. Masks are required. Uh, but even on a one-on-one setting with a provider, um, if, if it is necessary for you to come in and do a, a in-person visit, uh, that's going to be a, a safe experience for everybody. Uh, and I know with, with the last Thursday, Tuscarawas County turning into a, a red uh, county, which is uh, the next level of, of risk and, and, um, and, and contagion. Uh, I think, uh, you know, those services are available. I think uh, it saves people traveling, uh, saves people waiting around in the lobbies. Um, so uh, our video and teleconferencing uh, programs are all fully running. Yeah, um, and I'm glad you brought that up. Because well, thank I, you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> but I think a lot of, uh, a lot of agencies are, are handling that differently. So, you know, some agencies are doing nothing but telehealth, regardless of whether you want it face-to-face or not. Right. Um, some are, you know, really doing a hard phase-out of telehealth and really pushing for face-to-face. We really want it to be about what's what's best for you. Um, so, yeah, like you said, telehealth, video, face-to-face, um, it's, it's an individual decision. Right. Um, so that's where we are, and um, I think that's pretty good at least a one-on-one of, of some of the services that are happening right now specific to uh, counseling and psychiatric services. Um, if you have any other questions, again, uh, feel free to reach out through us via Facebook. You can give us a call. Uh, those numbers, I'm guessing, will be at the bottom of the screen uh, by the time this gets all produced. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, we'll see it and again in about a month. Uh, we'll be back uh, just giving you some more updates Uh, If you get a chance to see us on Facebook, check out some of the updates that are happening at the health center. Uh, Another big news item for us is we're building an addition to the health center. And if you drive over there, you'll see all the concrete being poured uh, right now. Uh, We're building a pharmacy uh, that will uh, be able to provide that. That's a new service for us uh, to our uh, individuals that we see uh, in the community as well. And we'll also have some office space, which is very needed. Uh, as the continued growth of need in the community, uh, we also need to expand the uh, number of providers that we have. So um, that'll give us some extra space to do that. So um, a lot of good things happening at CMH. We're excited to talk about it. Um, if you go on our Facebook page, you'll see a lot of those things that are going on. Uh, and we encourage you to uh, engage in that. So uh, Gwen, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I don't think you so. Want to try to remember the crisis numbers no, off the top of your I, head? No, I, I do not. Okay. Th- thanks for challenging me, but <laughs> no, I'm good. All right. Um, so wash your hands, uh, be safe, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>